This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. More than $1.3 billion, the result of numerous multi-state lawsuits and negotiations in recent years. The money is expected to be distributed through at least 2038 and allocated via the Illinois Opioid Allocation Agreement. That agreement directs funds for purposes like remediation, distribution to local governments, and other uses aimed at mitigating the opioid epidemic's effects. More stories, podcasts, and videos at NowDecatur.com. There's just too much water in California. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. It's a wasteland up there now. After about a foot of rain fell in the Los Angeles area, there's flooding and hundreds of landslides. Got some clothes on, went outside, and uh, quickly discovered that uh, there was quite a bit of damage. Now the Fox Weathers, Max Gordon in L.A. The threat is not over. We're expecting more rain throughout the rest of the day. And officials here are warning that the ground could still slide even when the weather improves because the ground is just so moist. In northern in California, there are 150,000 power outages after heavy winds took down trees. Three of them fell on people, killing them. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is in Egypt, focused on Gaza. And Fox's Trey Yingst reports from Tel Aviv. We do understand America's top diplomat is focused on trying to move forward conversations about a temporary ceasefire between Israel and Hamas that could work to de-escalate rising tension across the Middle East. And yet again today, Houthi militants attacked a ship in the Red Sea, but only doing slight damage. House Republicans plan an impeachment vote today, which Democrats call a sham, for the head of Homeland Security blaming Alejandro Mayorkas for record illegal immigration. The lawless actions of a cabinet secretary have led to the chaos and destruction across our land. House Homeland Security Committee Chairman Mark Green making the argument for the two articles of impeachment that allege Mayorkas hasn't enforced the law and has misled the public by telling Congress the border is secure. Republican Ken Buck has already said he'll vote no, meaning the GOP can only afford to lose one more Republican without any support from Democrats. Buck says impeaching Mayorkas would set a bad precedent. That's Fox's Ryan Schmelz. Country music has lost a big star. Keith has died after a two-year battle with stomach cancer. He had 20 number one country hits. He died last night at the age of 62, his family by his side. America's listening to Fox News. Looking for top-notch personal protection? The Smith & Wesson Equalizer is here to level the playing field. Easy-to-rack slide, easy-to-control ergonomic grip. It's designed for you. With a 10, 13, and 15-round magazine included, size up for better control or size down for easier concealment. Don't miss out on the opportunity to upgrade your safety. Visit your local dealer now. To learn more about the Equalizer, visit smith-wesson.com. Smith & Wesson, empowering Americans. All capacity sizes may not be available in your jurisdiction. Be sure to check your local laws and regulations. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk, text, and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Well, California gets drenched by that so-called atmospheric river of heavy rain causing flooding and mudslides. Areas of Chile are smoldering from devastating wildfires in that country that burned down about 3,000 homes. At least 123 people have been killed. Hundreds more are missing. Well, they keep recovering in Hawaii from that wildfire nearly six months ago that devastated the town of Lahaina. Police in Maui have released a report on the response. Police Chief John Pelletier opened a press conference to discuss it with a moment of silence to honor the 100 people who died. He also talked about some of the 32 recommendations made for police, including earpieces for officers to improve communications. This report was previewed. Uh, and reviewed by two law enforcement agencies. One would be in Texas, right outside of Dallas, and one would be in Michigan, right, right outside of Detroit. The report found that most of those who died were between 60 and 79 years old, the youngest just seven. The report's expected to be finalized in the next year. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. A Michigan jury will resume deliberations for a second day, considering whether to hold a mother accountable for her son's school shooting. Jennifer Crumley is being tried on four counts of involuntary manslaughter. Her son, Ethan Crumley, shot and killed four students at Oxford High School in Michigan three years ago. 
Prosecutors said at trial she gave her son access to a gun and failed to act on her son's mental issues. Defense attorneys say neither parent could have predicted what their son would do. James Crumley, Ethan's father, will be tried next month. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. It's primary day in Nevada. President Biden expected to easily win on the Democratic side. For Republicans, the primary means nothing. Nikki Haley's on the ballot. Former President Trump is not. He'll take part in the caucuses Thursday when they will actually award the delegates for Nevada. On Wall Street, stock futures are now up slightly ahead of today's trading. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. You've set your financial goals. One kid plans to go Big Ten, the other Ivy. Your bucket list includes seaside sunrises and sunsets on the slopes, or perhaps a second home away from it all. Busey Bank can help develop the right investment strategy to take charge of the years ahead. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Here's a look at your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast today. Some fog and some clouds, then gradually becoming sunny, high of 48. For tonight, partly cloudy and low of 33. For Wednesday, mostly cloudy, high of 54. Thursday, 30% chance of showers afternoon, mostly cloudy and a high near 58. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 30 degrees. Your WSOI time is 8.06. Good morning and welcome to the 8 o'clock hour of Buyers and Company. We've got the Community Foundation. Well, not the whole foundation. We've got Decatur Earth Movement Credit Union. A big announcement last week. We're going to dive down into the details. The company starts now. Buyers and Company. WSOY 1340 AM. 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com. I know this week we'll spend probably a lot of time on the Super Bowl, right? And there's a really interesting article this morning in the Washington Post. Before Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, we forget about, like, the story of Marilyn Monroe and Joe DiMaggio. Now, the difference being social media didn't exist. Facebook, by the way, turned 20 this week. If you just want the I feel old moment. Um, Yeah, seriously. So that was a huge deal. At its time, right? But we didn't have that ability to share in it the way we do today. Baseball player, movie actors. I know everybody like of a certain age think he was Mr. Coffee, right? Because he used to do the ads. Uh, but if you can look back in time, there's precedence for this. Two huge stars coming together. Uh, all right. Thursday, uh, was it Thursday? I, I get so confused about time anymore. Uh, but there's so many of you guys have a press conference like every four days announcing a new grant and a new okay. thing you're doing. No, it's good. Uh, so we were at Decatur Earth Movement Credit Union, which yeah. was great because I, I am a, they are my, uh, institution, uh, but I go to the one out east. I hadn't been mm-hmm. to the one out north for a Beautiful long time facility. ago. It is. Gorgeous. Uh, and so, and it's got this best street name, Dividend Drive. Oh, I, uh, I love it. Yep. Which is amazing. So walk me back through, and the story's on Naticator.com, and you can get the details, but you had the press conference, A, to announce this thing, and then pull a surprise check out, uh, which I don't know why I was surprised. I, I think, yeah, I'm going to have to come up with something else, because everybody knows we were bringing the check. No, I didn't know. I, I, I kind of thought there, I was kind of cold, you know, like in a weird way, because like, it was like 50 degrees, uh, and, I, and I saw the square over there, and I thought, okay, well, maybe there's, you know, we've got the announcement, maybe there's an exclamation point, and there certainly there was. Is, yeah. Uh, all right, so it, it is good to have uh, all of you with us uh, here today. Uh, Jess, good to see you. Um, yeah, good to see you. How did Earthmover get involved with this at the beginning? Walk, walk me through the start of this. Yeah, so years ago when we opted to use Visa as our cards provider um, when ATM cards first became a thing, it was a better business decision for our members really to um, become an owner of Visa at that time. And so when Visa went public, we had shares. And just as a result of that decision, 
it came time that we could kind of sell those off. And so we have this lump of money that we weren't anticipating. Um, and we felt like the best thing to do and our board felt like the best thing to do was give it back out to the community. Okay. Jess Younghouse is here with Earth Mover uh, Credit Union. And then, of course, Rachel and Natalie in from the Community Foundation. So how did those conversations start and, and how long ago? So the conversation really started back in like August, September, and Jess had reached out to our office and said that they had some money and they had worked with us in the past on some endowments that they set up. And um, so we set up a meeting with her to kind of find out more information about, you know, how much money we were looking at and brainstorm ideas. And then, you know, Natalie came up with the amazing idea for moving forward and us both putting in $500,000 to come up with this amazing. Okay. So that's where the million dollars comes from. Okay. uh, That's fantastic. So this collaboration thing, and I was, we were talking about the city council meeting last night, you know, in the park district and the city working in Garfield park to do something. This is the secret to success. And it's crazy. And people don't believe this, but I swear to you, it's true. I've done this for a very long time. How many silos there are and people are in their own territory and they don't want, you know, this is how you make the community better is combining resources. Yes. And the opportunity to work with Jess and her team and Barry, um, they bring an energy that, that we feel reflects very much what we love to do. And uh, we're just going to have a lot of fun with this and give back and, mm-hmm. you know, an organization to give out a million dollars in one campaign. That's really unheard of at a community our size. And so we're very, very excited about it. It's a lot of new areas mm-hmm. and we hope to have a lot of new organizations receive funding. So. Okay. I want to go over that again because, okay. um, you, you, you can find the story on notacator.com, but it is split up into some very specific, uh, areas. And I'm assuming that's a collaborative conversation between the two organizations, right? Yes. It is. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is a lot of the reviewers are, are DECU team, team members and, um, very involved in selecting the grants, ideas. We have some big things coming throughout the year that are surprises still. So, uh, yeah, it's very much a collaboration and always open to ideas. Okay. And so how did you identify the areas? Well, some of them are uh, increasing what we already had. So community works and the Impact 100 became right. Impact 200. Okay. And then the other areas are where we're seeing grant funding is needed and there and there is not a designated program for that at the community foundation level. And, and like, for instance, emergency services, I thought that was an interesting category. Yeah, so Natalie and Rachel brought some of these ideas to us of different, um, I guess, categories of giving that we could put the funds to. And we really, um, as a team at Earth Mover, looked through some of the ideas, and we felt strongly that emergency services one. We're excited to partner um, some with our charity of the year later on in the year. Um, so some of the stuff, the DEI stuff that you see in there, that's important to our team too. And that's where the collaboration came in, that it wasn't the community foundation telling us where we were going to put the money or us saying where we only wanted to put the money. It truly is um, working together to really see a whole picture of the needs in the community community and, and get the funds out there. Okay. Uh, it, it's fascinating. Uh, it, you know, it's amazing. Uh, our elected officials could learn a lot from, uh, you know, the people who are doing this for the right reason and are literally looking for solutions and how to tackle problems and not worrying about, uh, you know, the money you all raise goes directly back into the community mm-hmm. instead of campaigns. Uh, you had the surprise check for Evelyn and she was totally stunned. I, I mean, you, you sometimes get a complete surprise, Right. Sometimes, yes. not always. Right. <laughs> she seemed shocked. Yes, she did. And I think uh, shocked not only by the grant, but the, the amount of the grant and the people that came to support that press conference and to a say lot of people what there. a great way yeah. to kick off Black History Month with a $50,000 grant, which acknowledges where she's been and where she wants to take that museum. Yeah, the African American Cultural and Genealogical Society Museum, which is amazing. If you haven't been there, uh, you should go. Uh, uh, and that was a, a really cool thing. Okay, so the the four areas are, and you, you, you kind of mentioned this, but I just want to go back again, places and neighborhoods. 
Which and, is and, open right now. Yeah, which now is, that, that portal just opened. Yes, it did. It opened at the press conference. It closes the last day of February. And Jess and I will be back here on March 12th. So the fun thing, too, is that we come back and announce them live, like yeah. we like to do mm-hmm. with you. And then all the check presentations are at one of the facilities for Decatur Earth Mover. Okay. So what are you looking for for places and neighborhoods? I mean, you, what, you know, give me some examples of what might be something you would support. Yeah. So different things like community gardens, um, any environmental restoration projects, neighborhood cleanups, neighborhood outreach, any community beautification projects. I mean, really, if you're like a neighborhood school or government organization looking to um, do something positive in the neighborhood that you serve, you certainly would qualify for this grant. Okay. And then what's that portal look like? Well, I mean, you know, people get intimidated, I think, sometimes when you don't have to be. It's very straightforward, and and we've made it really easy to apply for these grants. Okay, because we we all know. They are not like state or federal grants. They really are simplified. Yeah, great. So people can go to makingkindofgives.org, right, and and go from there. And then uh, what about amounts? I mean, are there set amounts? Are there What's that look like? Yeah, so the minimum ask is 2500 but you can go all the way up to 25000 with this grant. So really a lot of opportunity to um, ask for something big and make a big impact in the neighborhood that you're serving. Okay, and then as you mentioned, moving forward... Moving forward is the whole campaign, the million-dollar campaign. So Community Works is a $400,000 grant program. That opens in April, and the maximum grant award for that is $100,000. There's Impact 200, which... Which was Impact 100. Exactly, which we've been able to double. And the DECU team will be selecting an impact area, so we'll be announcing that. And then... um, what is oh emergency services those are the four that are discretionary and then we have some park grants and art grants that are that are part of the whole year and we have a financial course that they're going to decu's going to be leading for the the community to come and, and get some financial tips so it really is this comprehensive year long plan Okay, and then the timeline for all of that? I mean, will they roll out one at a time? There's a little bit of crossover. Okay. Yeah, there's crossover. <laughs> so the, so everything goes through the end of 2024 will be done by the end of the year. So it is aggressive. You just heard all of the funds that we're giving out in all the different grant areas. We were just talking before we got on here. It's an aggressive timeline. There's going to be some overlap, but those three, um, the one going on now, places and neighborhoods, Impact 200 and Community Works are the three big ones mm-hmm. that um, will have the open grant calls and stuff like that. All right. And, and, and this aligns with your company values, right? Sure, I, yeah. So I, to give a little background, credit unions were founded on people helping people. We start, you know, in basements or in closets of organizations, and it's um, for working class people who couldn't get financing to buy houses or cars from from banks. And so credit unions started and um, it really was people pooling their money together and lending it out to one another, people who were their friends and their coworkers. And so we at Earthmover really still cherish that value today. Um, And we put our members first, but also we recognize that the communities we serve are important too. And we can't be successful as a financial institution if our communities aren't successful and the way that we can make our communities successful, we recognize sometimes organizations need money to, to put out the services that they provide. All right. You guys were started in 1956. Yes. I don't know if most people know that. Yeah. Yeah. We've been around for a long time. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Inside, we were inside Caterpillar until 1986, and then really in the early 90s is when we started being open to the community to join our credit sure. union. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. That's great stuff. Uh, so overall, million dollars. Yep. That's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Uh, so you guys will come back and announce the first of these. You said March, March 12th. 12th. My birthday. Hey. Give away $100,000. Yeah, party here. All right, Nick, we need cake. Uh, make a no note. Cake. We're on diet. Okay. I'm on a diet. Diet cake. Uh, She's not on a diet. She's having their baby. Right? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I, I just, you know, this was cool. There were a lot of people at the press conference, um, you know, obviously believe in the mission that you guys yeah. are, are putting forth. And, and it's such a huge help to the community. Uh, I, and I love the collaboration. It just makes so much sense. Uh, and we really are 
so much better off because of it. So thank you again uh, for what you do uh, in the community. It's pretty amazing. Good luck to you. I, you. I keep thinking, well, I won't see Rachel next week. I think we're there. We're right. almost yeah. there. Uh, Any day. Uh, uh, just uh, please send our thanks to Barry and, and all the crew. Uh, yes. I know you guys serve multiple counties we and do. have a lot of people, but uh, uh, the folks that have been there. Oh, I got to see Dave Wilhauer uh, yeah, on Thursday. I oh, I know. He is such. I mean, when you think of community, everybody knows he is, but I, I can't take the opportunity to say, you know, he he just is. He's embodies what Decatur. Yeah. I mean, he really is. And so we really feel fortunate that he's been on our board for so long and champions these efforts. I mean, he, he's excited about collaboration too. And he knows that that's how you get stuff done. Yeah. Great guy. I, it, it made me so happy. Just, I saw him walking across and I'm like, Dave will, I haven't seen Dave for a <laughs> while. Uh, it was great to see him. All right. The community foundation and, uh, earth mover credit union. Thank you for doing what you do in the community. A lot of people. People are going to be impacted. Million dollars given away in 12 months. Not even 12. We'll see. Uh, it's going to be great. All right. We'll take a break. Here's Nick Smith with your three-day forecast. Back with more right after this. Today, we've got some fog. It's going to be cloudy today to start, then gradually becoming sunny with a high of 48. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 33. For Wednesday, mostly cloudy, high near 54. And Thursday, 30% chance of showers afternoon, mostly cloudy and a high near 58. The current temperature in downtown Decatur, 31 degrees. Your WSOI time is 820. Affordable dentures and implants practices in Champaign, Springfield, and Forsyth makes new smiles affordable every day. So you don't need to wait another day to get your smile back. Call 1-800-DENTURE or visit AffordableDentures.com to find the practice near you. Affordable dentures and implants. Go ahead and smile. When was the last time you had your vehicle's fuel system totally cleaned? Did you know that most manufacturers recommend this service to be performed every 15,000 miles or at least once a year to help restore horsepower and your MPG? Well, I've got good news for you. Speedloop offers full-throttle two-step fuel system cleaning services for only $79.95 with purchase of a Pennzoil Premium Oil Change. And they've got five area locations so you can get your fuel system totally cleaned today at Speedloop. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. That's still so good. They were so head and shoulders above any rock band at that time in America. I mean, stand the test of time. Love them. And then, you know, their music fit the... You know, the soundtrack genres as well, it, it, naturally, not like force. They didn't have to reshape what they did. You put it in Terminator 2 and, man, you could feel the action. You know, just just a great band. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that, that that song was best used in the Morgan Freeman principal movie. Oh, the substitute? No. No, uh, what was it called? Um, you know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of which one it was. They carried the baseball bat around. Yeah. I absolutely can see it. <laughs> I just can't remember. What. Oh my god! Oh, that was uh, based on a true story. I think. I think you're right. But I think when they used to say based on a free story, they were way more loose than they are now. Oh yeah. <laughs> like like it was just so based on means was, the guy's name person. was the same, right? <laughs> uh, I remember those opening scenes, like you know, when they were gonna like chain the doors or whatever shut. Oh yeah, and it is kind of funny. Lean on me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Lean yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, <laughs> there's a blast from the past. I haven't seen that for a very long time. I saw. What did I see him show up in some sort of Twitter feed? Kind of mess with a basketball player. Was he in a college basketball game? Or a pro game, and he went to like high five one of the players, and the players just thought it was like a spectator, like you know, didn't like and kind of dissed it, and then uh, turned around and realized it was Morgan Freeman. No, I didn't see that. Dang, he did he have a, Morgan Freeman? He's got he has gloves too. He does something with his hand, 
Maybe that threw them off. I don't know. No, I think he just thought it was like, what's this fan doing? Like reaching out, you know, and then turned around and realized it was Morgan Freeman. Just happened to be a famous fan. Yeah. But you probably shouldn't be touching players during the right. game. Probably not. I, I don't know how basketball, I think that would be of all the sports, like not that you once you start playing, you're thinking about that, but you're so close. Yeah, I saw a video the other day of Russell Westbrook, um, a fan heckling him. And he was close enough that he was catching like 85% of it during warmups that he actually called the guy down there and was like, say it to my face. And then it was like, man, I don't, I don't want this guy here. Like, why are you here? It's right there. It's so intimate. It's so they could touch you. Yeah. Didn't somebody get a fan ejected uh, this last week? I I just see this stuff in my, like the headlines in my Apple news feed. Yeah. Yeah. Luca did. Yeah. For heckling. I think they went over the line. Oh, look, if they did, I'm not, I'm not, look, you shouldn't have to put up with some stuff just because somebody bought a ticket to see you play. Right, right. You know, the, the malice in the palace, um, you know, it was popcorn and beer thrown. Yeah, yeah. But even then, you, you can't, you gotta let security t- handle that stuff. Yeah. I mean, the, the reason all that happened is like, you just can't go up into the stands. That's right. You, you know, their bad behavior can't excuse your bad behavior. That's right. And they've got to figure out how to keep that safe. By the way, are you, have you seen the, since we're talking basketball, have you seen the LED court that they're going to break out for the All-Star weekend? They've not. Oh, look it up. Okay. It is a, an entire glass floor that is going to change throughout the weekend. It's going to be in Lucas Field. Um, okay. They're, so they're playing in the football stadium. In Indianapolis. Stadium. Yes. Okay. And they're playing in the football stadium, not in the little arena, the the three-point shootout, the um Do you like game. basketball in that kind of setting? I mean, it feels like you're so far away from it. I know they'll have closer seats, but no one can afford them. I hate that stadium's highest seats. Um, yeah. I wouldn't mind it. I've been – I saw the Dream Team in the Georgia Dome. Um, I'd prefer to be in a smaller arena, but for yeah, – I was just wondering about the experience because you seem so like, you know. Yeah, man, I went to a football game in, in Indianapolis and got free tickets from a player, and I'm not exaggerating. They were in the top row. And I wish I would have just bought, paid 20 bucks and got tickets. <laughs> I mean, I, it was like watching ants. Yeah, I know. It was bad, bad. Yeah. And I don't, I wasn't being nitpicky. It's like, I went I to see something. Maybe it was the Illini Missouri game or something like where they played, where the Rams played in St. Yeah. Louis or whatever. It's like, nah, it's not a great experience. No. Great for football, but yeah. not, not for basketball. The newer ones, they build it in a way that the, the upper decks kind of are closer, but when you're, Going further up and yeah, further yeah, away, yeah, yeah. it sucks. But I don't like going up that high for anything. Oh, and it felt like that. I mean, and also. I don't even like going up that high to watch the Illini even in that size. Right. And then here's the funny thing. Those seats are so bad that you're like 25 rows from even getting to the concourse. So going to the bathroom is 50 stairs uh, yeah. or, you know, to get a popcorn. It's like, I'll just hang out down here for a little bit. No, no doubt. All right. It was interesting. This story uh, in the Washington Post today, as the Super Bowl is approaching, we're not, we're going to get more Taylor Swift, not less. I mean, oh, that's yeah. a given, right? Sure, yeah. All the stakes are. I mean, this is Las Vegas. This is Super Bowl. Is Travis Kelsey done after this year? No, no. No way. Okay. Not even close. I mean, but I'm talking about by his own choice. I, I mean. Uh-uh. His brother's debating it. He's. I know, but but what I'm saying is this. You know, do you go out on top? Let's say you win the Super Bowl on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. And this thing with her is serious. Why all accounts looks to be, you know. Um, you got tons of money on the outside, the podcast, all the stuff you're doing. Do you take us a, a, a page out of the Gronk book and just call it a day? I mean, do you need to beat up your body where you can't walk when you're older? I mean, can you go out on top? And that would be on top. It can't get any on top, but it, but it, it's contingent on this relationship, which is. Well, I don't think that's the only thing, but I'm just saying it's not like he doesn't, isn't a guy without options. He's hired Hollywood agents, like, you know, movies and scripts and stuff. I don't know if any of that'll work out, but he clearly is looking past football. Right. I think he needs one more year to, to have a parachute. And, and, and to your point, I think like, so you're right. He needs to know that the things are going to be there that because if she dumps him, not, and I, I can't speculate on that, or he dumps her, it doesn't yeah. work out. Uh, he dumps he's, her, good lord. He's not getting those Hollywood, I mean. I don't know. I mean, he had a lot of, I mean, he was kind of getting up there in the endorsement kind of game before anybody knew about her. Now he's sharing commercials with Patrick Mahomes. He, the, you know, so right. I mean, I think that he needs 
one more year of being at this supernova level right. to feel secure enough to go, I can do whatever. I, I guess. I, that secure in their world is like what most people correct. can't even imagine. That's correct. Yeah, you know, um, he ought to have enough money for two lifetimes already in the bank. And his earning potential as, as his next contract were to come up and everything is now in a position where he could ride I his I, I could just see, I think you're going to see more and more um, athletes do the opposite of what Michael Jordan and what Muhammad Ali did. Mm-hmm. And, and they've seen the brain damage. They've seen the people on crutches and, 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 you know, walking the rest yeah. of their life with bad hips and everything else. I think you're going to see more stars choose their exit their way than what we used to see. Yeah. We've seen more of it for sure. It's but I mean, even big names, yeah. you know, uh, and I know there's the competitive and all that. So he just seems like a guy who could walk away. He could. I think it, does me just speculating on a dude I don't know. No, no. He's one I, year away from having everything forever. Right now, he's he, already got everything forever in real world money. Yeah, but not in like. I mean, he's he's so close to the sun right now. He could stay there. You if know he what happens to. when you get to. that close to the sun? <laughs> uh, Seventy-five years ago, before Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. there was Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe. Way before Reggie and Kim. I don't even know who that is. Reggie Bush, Kim Kardashian. That I, was the big one. Yeah, I put, don't think I'd put... I, I think that's a distant Vegas was, third. No, Vegas was gambling heavy on how many times she'd be on TV and I, I get it, but, but Reggie Lewis isn't... Reggie Bush, <laughs> Reggie not Bush, even Reggie Lewis. The wrong guy. <laughs> Reggie Lewis is actually more famous. Reggie Bush, I just... I, that's not Joe DiMaggio, Chief Super Bowl level, Taylor Swift, Marilyn Monroe. I mean, people... Marilyn Monroe is the one of the most iconic things in, in, in the entertainment world ever, you know, 50 years after her death. I, I understand. Oh, that's the one thing I was hoping you wouldn't say. What? Kim Kardashian's way more famous is, than Marilyn Monroe but, but, ever was. But it, she didn't elevate Reggie Bush. First oh, of all, yeah. <laughs> I bet she, he was Joe not. Joe was just a, a, it was two royalties, not a royalty and a and pretty a, good player. Right. And, and I think Travis Kelsey's a better than a pretty yes, good player. He's, he's NFL royalty. would have made a lot of money had yes. he never met Taylor Swift. Reggie Bush is the one that. He was the guy cheating out of college yes. and the whole thing was tainted. Yep. Uh, but you, you, when you say things like, uh, that, that Kim Kardashian is way bigger than, than Marilyn Monroe, it's because she can be. Marilyn Monroe would have been maxed, every yeah. bit as famous if there were as many platforms to be famous across. So sure. it's, it's like saying Taylor Swift is the most successful artist of all time. Can't argue that. Yep. But would the Rolling Stones or the Beatles been bigger had they been able to be bigger? Well, they both sort of are reaping those benefits now and they're not in first place. Half of them are dead. <laughs> like you can't, that's not a fair comparison. I mean, if the, the Beatles people were passing out, lining up for blocks to buy tickets, they sold out everything, every venue they could have, mm-hmm. they maxed. They yeah. just didn't have social media and, and the recording industry was completely, you know, one-sided. I mean, so it's not ever going to be apples and apples. Right. But they were as big as anybody. Marilyn Monroe was as big as anybody. Sure. And Joe DiMaggio was a New York Yankee when that meant mm-hmm. oh, at yeah. a star New York Yankee. Oh, for sure. Before he was Mr. Coffee. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so it's weird that we kind of forget about, and I guess it's just a time thing. Yeah. But there's precedent for this kind mm-hmm. of thing. They just didn't have the ability to go to Joe's games and show you Marilyn in the stands. Right. I remember pictures of it as a kid. Oh, sure. Yeah. But it, that was looking back nostalgia-wise uh, at it. But they didn't have, like, first of all, at that time, they weren't even broadcasting baseball games on television. Right. Man, he was a good baseball player, too. He was a great baseball player. And that was the love of his life, and it didn't work out. But he used to take a rose like every. I mean, he, after didn't he? He paid for flowers to be delivered. Yeah, like every day yeah. or something like that. Uh, so the story goes. So it is. It's interesting. It's not the first go round with you know royalty meets royalty. Yeah. Speaking of which, it was so. Um, you know, the royal family. We'll take a quick break here at the bottom of the hour, or maybe I'll just wait. Um, I was reading all the stuff that William now has to step up and do. Oh, like right now? Yes. Now, Charles has been diagnosed with some kind of cancer. I think they said it was um, related to a 
prostate. They found no, like a they, large he, prostate, he, he and that's when they found it? Yeah, but they haven't come out and said, said what it was. Right, okay. what it is. They said they caught it early, I think, okay. is, is, as far as they've, you know, they, they, they got a lot of secrets, you know, kind of a secretive family. But what I was reading last night, just sort of like, oh, that, that's sad, you know, and, and I guess Harry's flying home and you got all that family stuff going on. But what Charles likes to do, and, and this is sort of uh, anti what his image maybe is, is the getting out to meeting people. Like the pomp and circumstance, like, of you know, here's the plaque and here's the dedication, and then he gets to go, like, crowd surf, that that is his thing he lives for. I have heard that. Is that not his reputation? No, I think the reputation is I'm traveling with my own toilet seat. I'm completely out of touch and I'm a snob. Because I've heard he tries to have little corny jokes ready and yeah, all, but the whole nine of it. I think that's one's an image of him and one's probably more the human side. Yeah. And we kind of mix those things when you get to a certain level, right? Sure. Whether it's Kim Kardashian or Prince King, Charles, yeah. they still call him Prince. But it, it does give you, okay, so he's now the royal duties, and there's a lot of public stuff that comes with that, is, you know, you have the queen, you have Camilla, but most of it falls on William, you know, who's only 41 years old. And when you think about, wow, something happened to Charles, like he could be king of England at a very, very young age. Right. So, like, let's say there's a, uh, I can't think of, like, a, a knighting, for example. Would William have to be sworn in in some way no. to, to where no, he's it... a, he's a working member of the royal family. I mean, that's why the queen's sister would sometimes do this stuff. If you're part of the official part of the royal family, then that's good enough to duties, do the proclamation. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. But it's now what Charles's main job, what the queen's right. job, I and mean, that public face of all of this has, is now really going to. And his wife just got out of the hospital. I mean, they've had some weird stuff the last month or so. Yeah. But can you imagine if you're sitting there at 41 thinking, oh, crap. Right. I'm I could be the king bunch. of England forever. Yeah. Wow. And then what would that look like? You know, because the queen, you know, got handed that responsibility at a very young age. And would that maybe be what the future looks like and, you know, get rid of some of the stuff that people don't like and having a younger person through their eyes, that might look completely different. Yeah, maybe. Or he might just roll right into what the role is and... Keep this thing going exactly as it is. Yeah. But, you know, he's been at home because his wife had been hospitalized. But now it's like, okay, no, you got to go do this, 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 this. I don't think people realize how much public work there is. Oh, so much. So much. I mean, I remember Wrexham, right, when mm -hmm. Charles and Camilla showed up to meet everybody. Yeah, everything that you go do is a production. Everything. You know, you you can't just be at the restaurant. You can't just go to the to Dollar General, pick up some snacks. Yeah. No, you can't do anything. Anything. And, and that might be the rest of your life. Right. I mean, that's why I was saying, think about Forever. how daunting that sounds at like 41. Now, he, 41, you've got some maturity and you've got some life experience and all that. But man, what a trap that is. I, I mean, as, as much upside as you could probably paint in royalty, you don't have any choice. This is what you do now for the rest of your life. Right. Period. Yeah, no going to the soccer game without getting it so cleared. And th and sometimes maybe they, hey, we can't secure this place. That's, I'm saying that's probably most of it. Yeah, sorry. We can't make this work for Can you, you imagine signing on for that forever? Oh, no. Until the day you die? No. Because he's already got most of the benefits, the money, the security, the fame. Well, it's not that it's about the money. Uh, but I, but yeah. what I'm saying is like, hey, you're the king. Quit crying about it. It's like, well, I already have all the king's perks without having and, to and, do all the work. Right. And you, but you didn't run for king. Right. You got born into right. this. Oh, man, that sucks. Right? It probably sucks. It probably sucks. Oh, I, there's no doubt that it, it has to. And that's why it's so dysfunctional. I, I mean, I, how could it not be? You know, I bet there's maybe a personality type that... And and maybe the queen was this, that it's like, man, it's such an unbelievably great opportunity to shape a, a community, a culture, a world. And, you know, and you lean into it and you go, man, I'm I'm really making a difference. But I bet it's a kick in the okay, teeth. But, but you're but I even know. having saying picking personality types, there's no choice. I know you know, you're not electing or adopting a, 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 you know, a royal family. I mean, now. but it might be the difference between one brother and the other where it would have been like this is a no, it's life. not even that because it's firstborn. I, so, I, I understand that the process you don't pick who it is. I'm saying like if the right person were in the next line in secession where it's like this is exactly. Exactly for me, but I would guess that most people it's not for. I can't imagine anybody's right. I can't. I can't imagine 
at the end of the day, Travis Kelsey can walk away from the cameras and, right. and someone will still take a picture of him getting a cup of coffee, but he could turn it. He could literally walk away from it tomorrow mm-hmm. by his own choice. Yeah. Right. Taylor Swift could do that. You know, it would be an uproar, but eventually it would be, you know, she could live the rest of her life. Right. They never get to walk. Away. Right. Sickness, health, bad publicity, changing tides of public opinion, all of that stuff. Ask Harry how easy it is. Oh, yeah. Right? His life. Man, that's a tumultuous life. What, you know, hey, I'm just going to quit. Well, it's not so fast. No, you, and not I, so fast. Th- and there have been some people who have, but I, you know, I, he doesn't seem, William seems like of the same that respects the tradition and, and respects the importance and understands the role. But man, you got to be sitting there at 41 going, I, I had not no choice yet. in this and I am literally looking at this for the rest of my life. Not yet. They haven't even uh, fixed the race racetrack yet. I can't. <laughs> Wrexham hasn't even won the championship yet. I got more to do. Yeah, I, I wish Charles all the best, yeah. you know, and maybe everything will be just fine. Hopefully. But you know, there's got to be some thoughts in the back of that kid's head. What another sixty, fifty years of this? Yeah. Wow. I just don't think people realize. And at the end of the day, just like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are human beings, mm-hmm. right? Right. With all their own insecurities and like all of us, so are these people. Remember the movie King Ralph? <laughs> the guy from John Roseanne. Goodman. <laughs> you know, in America, that ends up being the heir to the crown. Yeah, like, I didn't see it, but I remember I the mean, movie. Just the idea that you go in there and you go, all right, if I got to live here, here's what it's going to look like. You know, it's, Never happened. <laughs> no, it's just a look at stupid you know, ornate television screens. Yeah. Come on, just hang a flat screen up. I don't know if there were flat screens then. That movie's pretty <laughs> no, old. Not then, but like now, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's like I've been watching in my cool oh, house. That was one of the great things about, uh, you know, watching the show on Netflix, even though it was imagined and, and scripted, you know, I, when the queen got cable. Right. Right. I mean, that'd be day one for me. I'd be like, look, I'll do all this stuff, but you're setting this place up. We got some money. <laughs> Let's make this place fun. That, I, I think that was the queen also. She didn't want to put on airs. I, I mean, they lived kind of humble. Yeah, right. gigantic mansions with right. staff, but they weren't, you know, opulent. I mean, yeah, I, right. it was just history. Give me an air fryer. I want an Xbox. Come on. Oh, you're already doing the John Goodman <laughs> thing. All right. We got to take a break. Uh, time now for the Marquee Coffee break. Fresh roasting coffee locally indicated for over 40 years. Marquee Coffee the official drink of choice for discerning coffee drinkers everywhere. The magic is in our beans. Hurry into Menards and stack up great savings on fiberglass insulation from Kanawha. Did you know the attic is a home's number one source of heat loss? Adding fiberglass insulation to your attic is an effective way to prevent heat loss in your home. A properly insulated home can save you up to 15% on your utility bills, all while increasing your family's comfort. Insulate now and save big money at Menards. Save big money at Menards. Join your friendly neighborhood real estate guru, Tom Brinkotter of Brinkotter Realtors, for Tuesdays with Tom on Navigator.com. Tom will bring you the latest scoop on our community and will sit down with special guests to shine a spotlight on our community's movers and shakers. With Tom's wit and charm, you're in for a fun and informative ride. Tune in for the kickoff of Tuesdays with Tom with Tom and Jennifer Don from Paw Print Ministries on February 6th. Subscribe to Tuesdays with Tom today at Navigator.com. Find your way home. Brinkotter.com. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. Here on a Tuesday. Hope you're having a great start to your day. The fog is still out there. It does not look it's going away anytime soon. It's lighter, but still dense. This has been maybe the weirdest day of window watching in, in the entire time that I've been here. It has gone from solid black to solid mid-tone gray 
to almost white gray, and now I can kind of see a little bit of something. Yeah. I mean, it is bizarre. It's, it does, it's not lifting, though. I thought, you know, I guess the warmer temperatures and it got cold overnight, you mix that stuff together and you get this kind of thing. Uh, all right. I, I was looking at an interesting story um, in uh, the Wall Street Journal that there is a guy – uh, American University professor Alan, I don't know if it's Lichtman or Lichtman, uh, but he has these 13 historical predictors that he uses for presidential elections. And he was one of the few people who predicted that Trump would win in 2016 using these 13 indicators. Okay. And the question is, what do those 13 indicators look like heading into 2024 in November? Right? All right. That he says this model is the best way to look at who has the opportunity. Because if you go back to 2016, not many people were picking Donald Trump to win. No. Not at all. I mean, I, I remember having a conversation with Beth Newhoff, and she, she it's over. Like, it's not over. <laughs> look at Michigan. There was some strange stuff, right, in the polling. Right. But most people, most of the polls, most of the experts got it wrong. And I think some of that was their own bias. Even the numerical ones, like five thirty-eight, didn't get it right. No, yeah, and so I, you know, I, whatever reason, but this guy did. So the story starts out: recent polling news has been very promising for Donald Trump, but within uh, nine months still to go. American University professor says Joe Biden holds an edge according to the historical keys to victory. Five of the 13 historical predictors of victory favor Biden, three favor Trump, and the rest are still up for grabs. So he says right now of these 13 predictors, Biden is leading in five of those categories. Trump is leading in three of those categories, and the rest are up for grabs. Five up for grabs. Right, which Mm -hmm. is a game changer. Oh, yeah. Somebody grabs all five, or they split it 3-2, or they split it 2 and a half. You know, it could come down to wire to wire. The keys to the White House phrase, his first book was in the early 1980s. And the 13 indicators that supposedly determine the outcome of presidential elections. And he argues that they have held good since 1860. So he went back and applied his model to all the... Right. <laughs> and so it is amazing when you look at what people will say when polled. And polling isn't universal anymore. There's push polling. There's a million ways you can get it. Sample size, you know, you've got to read all the things. I mean, how many people look at a poll and dig into the data and really, like, read a poll? Or just look at the headlines? Headlines. Right? Most people, yeah. Maybe a graph. Not much beyond that. So without boring you going in, some of these are economic, some of them are forecast, some of them are confidence levels. But there's 13 indicators he's identified that says since 1860, whoever has the majority of these indicators in public opinion has won the White House. Now, that sounds a little sciencey, you know, a little reading of the tea leaves, but it also knots up with what I kind of feel about how he says Biden has five right now. Of these indicators, Trump has three, and the rest are up for grabs. That feels kind of where we are. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could flip it, three for Biden, five for Trump. I mean, but it, it doesn't feel like anybody owns eight, ten of the 13 nope. in public opinion right now. Mm-mm. It just seems very much kind of down the middle. Yeah. I'll see polls where it fluctuates. All of a sudden, there's stronger numbers for Biden. Then you'll see polls, and it's like, oh, there's stronger numbers for Trump. I think that generally means that it's about 50-50. Or more in the weeds, you know, 48, 46, because you're not going to get universal voting or universal agreement on either side. Right. You know, you look at Michigan, the large Muslim population that's there and how they feel about what the Biden administration is doing with Israel and Gaza. Right. I mean, that can maybe not get to be a vote for Trump, but maybe it's a stay at home vote that would have been Biden's. Hard to know. Now, I will give you key number 13, key indicator number 13. The challenging party candidate is not charismatic or a national hero. 
Now, isn't that an interesting one? And how do you gauge the answer to that vis-a-vis Donald Trump? Right. Because I think that he is charismatic. I don't think that's up for debate. No. He is, to some, the biggest hero that's ever walked the face of the earth. Conversely, he is the biggest villain that has ever walked the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't matter if enough people who consider him a hero vote for him. Right. Right? Right. And and how iconic and how 2024 is that, that you're both at the same time. Right. (laughs) But yet the people who perceive him as a villain can't fathom the hero status there. Yeah. In wrestling, that's bad booking when you don't know whether to root or to boo the yeah, person. Yeah, but, but if you only have, you only care about half the audience, right? then you you don't care. You don't care. Now, I would say that Biden is neither. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think he rises to hero level, but I don't think he gets anywhere near villainous. But it wasn't about villain. I know. I know he's more towards the middle, middle of the middle. People don't react to him the same way that they do Donald Trump. No. Or Barack Obama. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I think Hillary's closer to Trump than anybody else recently, meaning that there's a whole lot of people that loved her and a whole lot of people that hated her. That's fair. I'm not saying she's the same personality. I just mean there was that dichotomy Mm -hmm. of of that. Uh, so it's interesting. Some of them are about, you know, who holds more seats and there's stuff that's, you know, kind of classical along there. If you get a chance to read the full article, it was in the Wall Street Journal. It's interesting. Yeah. There's a whole Wikipedia article on the, it's called the keys to the White House and you can, you can read about each of them. Uh, it breaks them down and kind of spells them out and then it shows a, a chart of the elections going back to 1984. Yeah. Now, he says you can go back to 1860, you know, with what knowledge we have about whatever. I, that's awfully off the charts for me. I don't know if that's true. But he says in August he will predict the winner. Mm, okay. So timeline-wise, still too many up for grabs sitting here in February of 2024. It looks like the only thing just in this quick glance from 84 on was the 20 or the 2000 election, Al Gore and George Bush. It has it uh, a split. Everything else. But, but look like, at it was. They were, they were down there counting pregnant chads. Right. So essentially. It, it that was could a, have gone either way. Either way. Everything else looks to be. Is it crazy? Yeah. And, and I love stuff like this because it takes the emotion out of it. Right? Right. It's why I can enjoy so. It's why I can sit and watch Formula One or NASCAR or rugby or whatever it might be because I didn't grow up my entire life a fan of one color or one team. I can just take all the emotion out of it and just enjoy the story because I'm not bringing my own stuff to the table. Yeah. You know, that 13th point that you brought up, the uncharismatic challenger. Yeah. All of them were true, according to this, or, or as as defined. So, uh, you know, Mondale, Dukakis, Clinton. Oh. All, uh, the only one that's false was Barack Obama. He was charismatic. So it, it's everybody else was just eh, didn't bring that that thing to the table. That that uh, I don't know that extra push. Obama, the only one written as false. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. But I think it's because he came out of nowhere so fast. Yeah. Right? I mean, people didn't have any any view of Barack Obama at all outside of the state of Illinois. Right. Right? And then it was like overnight he's a national figure without any sort of historical, right? Right. I mean, most of these guys have been around and have an image already before they do something like this. Right. He came out of nowhere. Right. And I don't mean that as qualified I'm not saying anything about that. I'm just talking about he was literally just elected to the state Senate in Illinois. Right. That's crazy. And then, boom, he's a U.S. senator, and then, boom, he's a president. And I think one of the key things was a very, quote, very broad appeal. So Trump had charisma, but it wasn't charisma that was appealing to both sides is probably the definition. Maybe, but broad appeal to me means just enough votes to win. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Broad appeal means you're not fighting 13 people, you know, all the way into the summer in a primary. Broad appeal is, do you have enough votes to sure. be the victor? Sure. Yeah, I'm going to read more into this. This is an interesting. Uh, it really is. 
Yeah. Because all the stuff changes, the, the attitude has changed, the behavior has changed, uh, the online stuff has changed, but these indicators are, are more, I mean, you know, you still can do personality tests and narrow down what people are, you know, how they think the way they think and do what they do. Yeah. And that hasn't changed. Exactly right. He did change his model after 2000 saying that he stopped predicting the outcome of the popular vote and simply predicted who would be elected president. Uh, because the discrepancies have dramatically increased. So now it's it's not about who's the more popular, who's going to get the most votes, but who's who going, wins the electoral college. Who's going to, be, yeah, yeah. Who's going to win the but whole But that's thing. all that's ever mattered. Right. You know, and, and we get hung up on that because that's what they want you to do. I got more. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's why winning key states is so important. It doesn't matter how many votes there is, how many electoral. I mean, it, you know, th- that's the game. That is the game, and that's not up for debate or question. Do you think that that's a question that may, maybe that that shouldn't be the game? No. Why not? Why should Just it? simply. I mean, like, if more Americans say this person is who we want to lead, why do you suppose that that is not? Uh, because it wasn't it's what, not how it was set up to begin with. And you were adding states and adding, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, do I have a dog in the fight on the Electoral College versus the popular vote? I'm just curious. No, I, I just think, you know, go back and, and see, um, you know, Hillary Clinton would have been president. Sure. There'd be changes throughout. There's On there, both sides. Yeah. That, and I have no dog in the, I'm just curious, like, isn't it, isn't it essentially just a popularity contest, meaning the populace, this is who we want? That's, I'm just well, that's much deeper than I know we have at, at 8.55 uh, a.m. Is it worth discussing? That's the question. No, it's not because it's there's not. nothing we can do about it. I mean, right. there, I mean do you want to change uh, the Constitution? Do you want to change? I mean, I'm not against change just for change, but I like the fact that there are some people who have a little more, you know, skin in the game making some decisions than just a popularity contest. Fair enough. Yeah, that's because like I think of it this way. Sure. How much like you open up your Netflix app (laughs) and see the top ten today? Ninety percent of it's crap, right? But it's popular, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, we can get Cocaine Bear or we can (laughs) have the Godfather. I don't have the answer to this. I was just curious. You know, it's just. I, w- I wanted to just see what your, where your head was at on it. Yeah, I don't it, look. It, it's it, every presidential election I've ever voted in, no matter who wins, no matter what side wins, the rules are the rules. Sure, you know, mm-hmm. and popularity is it's a, it's an interesting concept across a lot of different levels. Right, right, because popularity really isn't who's the most popular; it's who's the most popular of the people who actually showed up to vote. Which then again leaves out large amounts of people, people who can't vote because they're not old enough. Right. I mean, you know, so it's, yeah, it's not, not even, truly reflective of right. what is the most popular. It's just the most popular of this subset. Yeah, of right. however many percentage of those people actually bothered to mail in a ballot or go to the polls right. and vote. Right. So it really, at the end of the day, you can't even say the most popular is the most popular. You don't know that. Correct. Especially if it's somebody that doesn't do well with young people. You know. The voting age, people have talked about changing that. I don't know. I, I've never really understood how we draw those lines arbitrarily about when you're old enough to do something. Change that uh, to be older or younger? Younger. Okay. Oh, I'm sure Republicans would want to make it older. <laughs> Democra- Democrats would love to make it younger. <laughs> uh, eight. Eight sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm, I've never been sure. Like at 16, you can drive. You know, right. at, at 17, you can do this. At 18, you can do this. But you got to wait till you're 21 to do this. I mean, I've never understood that an 18-year-old can pick up a gun and go serve overseas and can't buy a six-pack. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, does it? No. And there's the argument that kids don't get, you know, who represents us. Mm-hmm. You know, you're throwing away our future, you're whatever, Social Security, you're doing. Why don't we get a say in this? We're citizens. We're part of the future. But at what, but what's, but where does that, where's that line? Right. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't think, uh, uh, look, we got a 20 year old. I don't want him deciding who's running the country. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so those are all interesting questions. I just like the fact that this guy can take these 13 things and wrap it back, you know, 100 years and go, look, here's your pattern. I find that really fascinating. And right now, what I kind of thought going in, like, it's a toss-up. 
We got five of these still to decide. That feels about right. Yeah. Okay, that's it for us. If you missed any of the show today, it was a good one. We had a lot of information on. You can check out the podcast driven by the uh, Bob Brady Auto Group. You can get those podcasts by interview, by the hour, however you like it, because that's what we're here to do is give you what you want when you want it. Go to nauticator.com, just click on the podcast page. We'll be back in bright and early tomorrow morning. Be safe out there. The fog's still hanging around. We'll see you tomorrow. WSOY Decatur and W277DB Decatur. WSOY, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now brought to you by Huff Home Specialties. You wouldn't think of Illinois as a hotbed for earthquakes, but it happens more than you realize with the state being located on the new Madrid Fault Zone and the Wabash Valley Seismic Zone. February is Earthquake Awareness Month. Officials say the best way to stay safe is to drop cover and hold on. The worst quake in Illinois history occurred in 1811. This is the one you may have heard about that caused the Mississippi River to flow backward for a moment. The Children's Museum of Illinois is hosting a Mardi Gras night next Tuesday. The adults-only event will be at 6.30 and will include a Cajun-style dinner, jazz music from the sidewalk stompers, and a raffle for a privately catered dinner at the Culver House, among other things. Tickets are $75 per person or 100 You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.